Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Behind Enemy Lines, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast. Listen in as we go in-depth with beat writers that cover Tiger opponents. What's the vibe around their team? What are the matchups to watch out for? Who will win the game? All these questions will be answered. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome back to Go Tigers 247's Behind Enemy Lines. This is episode number three. We're going to be talking about the Memphis versus Arkansas State game, week number three. And I'm excited to have Jeff Reed. Jeff Reed is with A-State Nation, the 247 affiliate for Arkansas State. He is the publisher. He's the man over there. He's the guy that if you want to know anything about Arkansas State, you got to go to Jeff Reed. So we got Jeff on the podcast with us today. What's up, Jeff? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you guys? Man, we're doing well. I, I know we're not too far from each other. How nice is this weather this morning, man? It's awesome. It is absolutely. I'm actually sitting here in a sweatshirt because my dog woke me up at about a quarter to seven, wanting to go for a walk, and I thought I better put something on. But it's uh, it's great, you know. We basically August has been pretty mild, you know, and uh, so it's been good. July July was was brutal, but it, the rest since then it's been nice. June and July were unbelievably hot this year, and which is abnormal for our little neck of the woods, man. For people that are listening to this that don't know, Jonesboro's like, which is where Arkansas State is, is like 45 minutes to an hour away from Memphis. I mean, it's not it's too far. It's about uh, 65 to 70 miles, so it just depends on how fast you drive. But it's it's interstate now, so that kind of speeds things up. Uh, back when I went to school, it was interstate to the, I think you had, uh, I cannot remember the exit that you took uh but it was, it was a highway from there. But yeah, it's a, it's a quick drive. You know, it's 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 close proximity to two schools, and I think that adds to the, uh, the fun of the two teams playing. I love it, man. I was at Arkansas State. I was in Jonesboro last year for the game. Man, y'all stadium is just unbelievable, man. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous place. I think so. I think it's it has really turned into a neat venue. You know, because I've. I've been around long enough that I've seen uh, seen quite a few of uh, of the changes, you know. But uh, it's uh, it's it's really evolved. You have a a nice end zone complex, you know, two of them actually, and then you have the waterfalls, and it's kind of close proximity, and, and it's kind of down in a little hole. It's uh, 
it, it's a neat venue for football. It is nice, man. It's very nice. Well, this year, so Memphis played Arkansas State last year in a burnout game, a in a, in a offensive heavy uh, game. I think both teams, you know, I think I think um, offense wise, I think one team was it Memphis that had one extra yard compared to Arkansas State last year. I mean, it was just nonstop yeah, it was, action. Uh, it was a uh, it was pretty explosive contest, and, and you know and. And you think back about it, I felt like Memphis kind of had the upper hand, you know, the most of the game, you know, and still the final play of the game, Arkansas State is throwing into the end zone for a chance to win. You it's know, crazy. it just it was it, it was it was really wild. And um but I think, you know, most of the games between the two schools um are usually, you know, you have something bizarre that'll happen, you know, and then and then it's been uh, it's been a good it's been a good contest, a good series. Well, I'm excited to have Arkansas State come to Memphis this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. I have a feeling there's going to be quite a few fans from Jonesboro, um, a lot of Arkansas State fans that live in Memphis that are going to be there at the game. It's going to be a fun atmosphere, I think. Yeah, Shelby County, I think, is like the third largest area of Arkansas State alums. It's obviously most of them around Jonesboro. Then Little Rock has a good pocket. And then, then the Memphis area is, 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 I think, the third largest. But, yeah, I think there will be a good contingent. I think after last year, people were kind of wondering what's going to happen this year. And then they opened with the, the thumping of Grambling, which you kind of, okay, that's kind of what you expect to happen, although you didn't know. And then, as a side note, Grambling goes down to uh, – plays northwestern state of louisiana which is usually a pretty good one double a school in the southland conference and just whipped them like a dog this weekend so you think hmm, maybe that first win was a little bit more and then they went to ohio state and yes they got beat 48 to 12 but ohio state's the number three team in the country yeah and their talent their talent all over the place is so incredible and and the red wolves did some good things you know they held them scoreless in the fourth quarter and um uh, Five times they got in within scoring position. You know, they kicked field goals four times in the last time, which within the final seconds, they ran out of time. But you saw enough good things. And even which Jones talked about, he was wanting to see the competitive grit of the teams. And uh, I think it's a different Arkansas State team than it was a year ago. It was kind of a dysfunctional fraction. I mean, it was uh, it was not on the same page as it has been. Well, I wanted to ask you a little bit about this. Um, obviously, Arkansas State sits at one and one after, like you said, week one's beating of Grambling State. And then, uh, you know, going to Ohio State, it's pretty clear what that was all about. But you're right, man. Arkansas State did show themselves well in that game. Even the score might not show that to be the case. But for those of us that watch the game and understand how the games work, man, like Arkansas State absolutely showed themselves well during that game. I saw. I think so too. I think so. Too. There's such a chance for major embarrassment in a situation like that, you know, because the talent gap between the two schools is between the two teams is just so so glaring. But they they were competitive, you know. Last year they went to Washington and just got humiliated by a really really bad Pac-12 team. So. I think that that was a, uh, I think it was a pretty good indicator that maybe this program is uh, is turning around. I mean, there's only like about 18 or 19 guys from the Blake Anderson years who are still here, and 
that caused some issues last year, and Butch has got uh, most of his guys in here, so it, it'll be interesting. I saw in the post-game availability that, that Coach Jones did after the Ohio State game, he specifically mentioned this idea of those games where you go to a big powerhouse school like Ohio State. I know next year um, y'all are going to be playing Oklahoma in Oklahoma, um, and, I, and I know – you know, for some schools, it's it's really important to to get some of those kind of money games like that, where you're where you're getting a, a substantial amount of money to come play. How does how did I know he had some reservations? He expressed some reservations about you know having those games be a consistent part of the non conference schedule. Do you see that moving forward? Is that something that's going to change for Arkansas State? You know, I really don't know. Uh, new AD Jeff Puritan, who's come over from Alabama. Uh, and he's talked about it some. It's 1.8 million is what they got yesterday. They're going to Oklahoma next year for 1.5, and then the next year they're going to Michigan for 1.8. But that's the reschedule from the COVID year. Uh, so after that, I don't think I think they're done. Of course, and they've got Arkansas coming up in 2025, I think, in Little Rock, and that's right around a million. But you've got. Uh, I think a lot of it depends on how much revenue they can generate off ticket sales and things like that. You'd like to get into a position where you're self-sufficient and uh, uh, you don't have to play those type of games. I, I think ASU has kind of backed itself into a corner. And the previous AD, Terry Mahajer, who did so many good things, was real good at scheduling these games and getting the maximum amount of money out of them. But when you're getting the maximum amount of money like that, the high big paydays, you're usually playing the elite programs <laughs> in the nation. You're playing the Alabamas and the Auburns and the Georgias and, uh, and Washington wasn't quite there, but they've been good in years. And then Ohio State, you got Michigan coming up and, and, and you're setting yourself up for a butt whipping there, you know. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. So you kind of mentioned a little bit about last year, the dysfunction among the team. You know, obviously the Tigers and, and, and the Red, Red Wolves had a really good game, but the rest of the year didn't go really well for the Red Wolves um, obviously went two and ten last year um, it was a pretty tough year you talked about some of the dysfunction you know amongst the players with a new head coach 
Um, what was the vibe coming into this year for the Red Wolves, for Coach Jones, for the team in general? Well, there's been there's been a major roster makeover, which we've mentioned. I think there's like you know around 20 guys or just a little under that. They were from the Anderson years. Uh, now they're young. There's like 70% of the team is freshman, sophomore, and and Butch has gotten his people in there, and it's they Butch and Blake Anderson have different coaching styles. You know, Blake's more of a player player buddy buddy coach, where Butch is more like. Uh, detailed uh hard work more probably more critical than blake was and uh expects a di- you know and sometimes you have to recruit a different type of kids some guys don't handle that very well others thrive in it you know and, and they want it so but i think people were cautiously optimistic you know because but there's change over they've got some they've got some good pieces it's just their frontline people they, they really can't really afford many injuries because they're going to be playing freshmen and sophomores. You know, they like their freshman class. It was the top-rated class in the Sun Belt last year, and five or six of those guys have already contributed. So we'll see what happens. But I think I think there's a pretty good vibe. I think a lot of people who really follow the program realized how bad the talent had gotten under, under Anderson. You know, they had two or three recruiting classes that weren't that great. Of course, Blake was going through a personal crisis at that time with his wife, Wendy, and you can kind of see that happening, but uh, I think they're they're bringing the talent up, and I think there's a chance to uh, to be uh, be a lot improved. Now the question is, the Sun Belt Skyhawks has also gotten a whole lot better. So, is is it yeah. enough? I mean, right. So, one of the things that was unique about the team last year, um, the Red Wolves team last year, is that uh, you guys ran a uh, two quarterback system all of last year. You had Lane Hatcher and you had James Blackman that would kind of come. Well, that was that was two years ago. They did the alternating quarterbacks. Last year, it was really not. It happened that way with Memphis. Uh, Blackman started the season against Central Arkansas. Did not play well. Hatcher came in and goes like twelve for twelve, three or four touchdowns, and saves the day against UCA. So he gets the start against Memphis. Didn't play well. Blackman came in and rallied the troops, and then from then on, Blackman was the starter, except he got hurt in game six, and then Hatcher finished the season. Of course, Hatcher's okay. now at Texas State, but the, the year before that was the bizarre alternating series between Lane Hatcher and Logan Bonner, who's now at Utah State. So uh, last year, obviously, so I got my, my years mixed up, but um, yeah. You had two quarterbacks that played last year. James came in and, and like you said, against Memphis, rallied the troops and, you know, <laughs> had a lot of had a lot of yardage against the Tigers in the second half um, after Lane had kind of struggled in that first half. But now that Lane is gone, he's with a new team now. Um, this is James Blackman's team. So how has he um, how has he played so far this year in your eyes? He has played extremely well. One thing about James is. Uh, he has uh, he has played under a different offensive coordinator before before this year. Every year, this is the first time he's had two the same offensive coordinator two years in a row. So he's more or less on the same page. He looks very comfortable. He's managing the games well. His statistics have been good. Now, last week against Ohio State, they didn't they didn't really go down the field very much. They threw one long pass, 
but most of the time it was kind of short controlled stuff. And I think a lot of that had to do with what protection issues would be with the uh, Ohio State front. But uh, I, I think he's played very, very well. I think the coaches are pleased with what he's done. So with James coming in, obviously having a quarterback, you know, that two years straight with the same offensive coordinator, quarterback being the most important position in all in all of sports, I believe, um, having him, you know, play again this year is probably really steadying the ship and, and allowing you guys to uh, – the Red Wolves to, to acclimate some of those new guys into the program. You know, you talked about how – um, Coach Jones retooled his roster through the transfer portal this offseason. Um, who are some of the names that he brought in? Who should Tiger fans be looking out for on the Arkansas State side that maybe new guys that they didn't see last year on the field this year? Uh, there's a running back named Brian Steed, Sneed, excuse me, who started out at Ohio State and had some issues. And then uh, Juco, then Austin P and graduated last year, and now he's uh, he's a good running back. Uh, probably the most noticeable is a man named uh, Champ Flemings, all five foot five of him, little receiver. Uh, he's had two hundred yard games. He's came here from Ohio State, and and just adds a different element to the to the offense. I mean, he's a mature guy. He's a smart guy. He's a great leader. He's won all the in the receiver room. He's pretty young. Uh, they all look up to him. I mean, he has just been everything that they had hoped he would be. And I mean, and he he catches the football, and and he's he, he, he's pretty dynamic, very elusive, very fast. Uh, Jordan Rhodes, the offensive lineman that came up from Ole Miss late. I mean, right they were already practicing, and he's starting. Uh, Jordan Carmuch is a uh, middle linebacker from Houston, and that was an issue that really needed a whole lot of help. Was and then in the in the secondary, Eddie Smith is a transfer who's plays the safety, and he started Alabama, went to Illinois, and now he's here with Butch. And those are some of the guys who kind of who are new that have, have kind of really stood. And well, I'll say this: he's not a transfer, but uh, Dominic Zaveda, a freshman kicker from Arizona, is five for five on the year on field goals. And I mean, he he's just smooth, and he's he's one of these guys when the when he kicks it, boy, the ball just explodes off his foot. So what are some of the matchups you're looking forward to seeing on Saturday between the Red Wolves and Tigers? Well, I still think it comes down to <clears throat> will Arkansas State be able to run the ball? Uh, and that's really been an issue for a while. Uh, they ran it pretty good against Grambling, but then again, Grambling's not Memphis. Uh, they didn't run it very well against Ohio State, but then Ohio State's Ohio State. Uh I think this might be the first game where we kind of get a true indicator of what Arkansas State has. The next 10 are pretty much games that you could win, you could lose, you know, but they're they're a lot more equal competition-wise, in my opinion. Uh, so I think, and obviously you look at, can will Blackman have protection? Uh, and, and then I think, can, what can the Red Wolves do to slow down the Memphis offense? They didn't do, you know, the last two years, they've scored a whole bunch of points on Arkansas State. So, but the offense, the defense has been retooled some. Uh, probably not as strong on the front when you when you lose interior defensive linemen to Arkansas and Texas Tech. That puts a little dent in things. Uh, but the linebacker crew, is bet, the back seven is is a whole lot better than it was a year ago. Yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, obviously the Tigers bring back Seth Hennigan 
who had a fantastic game against Arkansas State last year, had a really great year, freshman year for the Tigers. Um, you know, he's come back and he's he's definitely the, the, the main offensive weapon in terms of his ability to throw the ball down the field, intermediary passes, you know, things like that. Um, you know, the Tigers obviously came into Mississippi State in that first week and just it was just a bad game all the way through and through. The offense. Yeah, I saw some of that. Yeah, the first half was rough, man. But the second half they held point to point for them and um they just got way too far down in the first half. I mean, it was just it, you know, couldn't come back from that. But um obviously against this Navy team, you could tell the new offensive coordinator, Tim Cramsey. Uh, made some adjustments at half. They were up thirteen to seven and made some adjustments at half. And you could tell they really focused in a lot on deep balls and and said, you know, we we feel like we can um, exploit some of these mismatches in the receivers. You know, for the receivers um, with the Tigers, it's interesting, man. Like last year, you guys had, you know, when we when Memphis came to Arkansas State, obviously the Tigers had Calvin Austin and Calvin Austin, obviously playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers now. Um, just had a fantastic game and missing him not having him be a part of this team anymore I think that's one of the big questions the Tigers have had to answer is this receiver room is deep but who's going to be the guy and and you saw that a little bit this past week against Navy where you saw a couple of guys step up and go okay maybe these guys can be the guy so I think it's going to be an interesting game man this Arkansas State Memphis game is going to be interesting you talked about it that this is going to be the game where Arkansas State fans are going to be able to know, okay, how is where do we really match up? Like, how do we really, you know, stand yeah. now with this retooled roster with, you know, some continuity at the quarterback position? The Tigers are kind of in the same boat. Like, where do we stand? Like, what, what, where do the Tigers stand this year? What's going to happen? This Arkansas State game is a big game for that, I think, for both teams. I don't think there's any question that it, it, it is the, uh, it is the one that's going to kind of give both groups uh, a chance to say, okay, this this is where we are against similar competition. This is where we need to improve. This this might be an issue for us. And and coaches, the opposing coaches, they watch so much tape and film, and they have so many people doing it that they they find your flaws, <laughs> and they know where to attack you. So you you better be ready for that. So, do you have any uh, predictions for the game? Like, I, not not necessarily in terms of wins, win or loser or anything like that, but um, where do you see this game? How do you see? What are some trends in the game that you're like? This is what I want to see. This is what I expect to see. I think it'll be. Uh, I think it'll be high scoring. I think like like it was last year. Maybe not quite in the fifties. I was wondering that we could probably find scores of the basketball games between the two schools that weren't as high as what last year's football game was. I think you might be right but, about uh, that. Uh, I think it'd be pretty, probably in the 40-ish range. I think it'd be, you know, an exciting game. I think, uh, I think both teams are probably kind of sensing that this is a chance to kind of build momentum. You know, they're both one and one. Uh, you get this win, it can project you on to a lot better things. Absolutely, man. I'm excited. I'm excited about this game. I, I, I love the the regional rivalry that is, exists between Arkansas State and Memphis. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, Jeff, thank you so much for joining me, man. I really appreciate it. And I, I hope you have a good, good, a good week leading up to this game. And hopefully we'll see you on Saturday. I'll be there. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Behind Enemy Lines. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating wherever you download your podcasts. 
If you are interested in content all about the University of Memphis Tiger Athletics, hop over to www.gotigers247.com. Also, you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for our VIP membership. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 